Broly sounds like it's just jabroni. Like you're a jabroni, dude. <laughs> it's like all the Dragon Ball characters, or at least all the the Saiyans are based off of vegetables. It's fucking weird. Listeners, I'm I'm looking, and I, I have a feeling that both both of my brothers, you know, are partaking in the uh, devil's nectar, and and I still. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I got I got to turn off my camera. Can't let you see that. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ooh. You still you still can't, dude. You still can't. Bro, did you get the a shiny liquid litwick yesterday? No, I forgot about that, dude. Well, it's, I got two, so nice. I'll ask for a shiny in return. Yeah, fair enough. Are we talking uh, pocket monsters? Yeah, it's pocket monsters, bro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know why y'all like to play Pokemon, because y'all like to play with pocket monsters. <laughs> it's because when they're in your pocket, they might touch your junk. Ooh, they might give it a little jiggle. What, what's that joke go? It's like, what's the reason why you don't shower with the Pokemon? Because they'll peek at you. Okay. <laughs> that's, a good, right. that's a good All old right. one, dude. That's That takes me yeah. back to, to my school days. Damn. I've never heard of that one. Well, it's because you weren't a Pokemon pervert like us, dude. Maybe one day <laughs> when I go back to a bar or something and <clears throat> I see a girl who's playing some Pokemon, maybe I'll use that joke. What girl out of the bar is sitting there playing Pokemon on Nintendo Switch? I don't know anymore, bro. I don't go out. Maybe she needs Wi-Fi. Bro, Junior just just doesn't understand women at all. He's like, maybe they're playing Pokemon. I don't know. Dude, I don't know what they do, bro. I don't know. Well, let me let you know a secret. They drug men and drain their bank accounts. That's what they do. So really quick. So I... I, (laughs) Wait, what? Sorry. (laughs) They drug men and drain their bank account? Yeah. I, yeah. I saw a video of a guy <laughs> like widows. Pretty much. I saw a video of a guy like crawling on the floor and this person was recording him and he's like, This dude came out of my neighbor's apartment. He's claiming to be drugged. And you just see like these women like standing outside telling him to come back and he's like, No, no, I'm serious. Help me. And it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, See what's so funny about that situation is we laugh, we'll laugh at that from the outside in because we're not entirely sure if the guy's entirely serious. But if it happens to us, we're like we'll be in that same situation. You'll be like, please, please, I'm serious. Please help me. He's like, ha ha, I'm gonna record you. <laughs> Put it on Reddit. What a loser. <laughs> God damn it. Well, Junior, you sound like you're you're getting sick, dude. You got the COVID again, dude. Yeah, he's he's sick. Yeah, no, I've been. He doesn't have COVID. No, no COVID. Oh, maybe you got the I, flu or just a regular cold, dude. Now we're in no, that yeah, stage. It, of the... I, I think it's just a, yeah, it's a regular, I mean, it's not a regular cold. It wasn't a regular cold. Like, I think I'm coming down from it. Yesterday was just, I was just sneezing like crazy and, you know, it would just go through waves of like runny nose, stuffy nose, sneeze, blow my nose, and then be okay for like five minutes and then we'll redo the whole thing all over again. Damn, so, that's crazy. Yeah, I thought it was COVID because it there was a lot of symptoms I started experiencing Friday. It really kind of hit me Friday afternoon, and then, but like early part of Friday and late part of Thursday, there was like you know I was kind of having a little bit of like headache, and I woke up with a sore throat on Friday, and I was like, oh crap, here we go. Like, and I took a test yesterday morning, and it was Josh. Of course, was all like, dude, take a test, see, so I don't have to go to work. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> Sure enough, I, I took the test and it said negative. I was I was honestly surprised. I thought I was literally going to come around the corner and look and see the two little marks. Nope. I was like, oh, okay, I guess it's just a fucking horrible cold. It's it's a new virus. It's not COVID. 
Right. <laughs> it's called it's called C twenty two COVID twenty two instead of twenty nineteen. Complete different strain. Doesn't or we can't test for it. AKA hyper COVID. It's just the highest form so far. It's just it doesn't pick up on He's like, COVID test because it's COVID's so like powerful. and this this is to go even farther. Like, <laughs> oh my god! You know that's the most like renowned like thing in Dragon Ball is when Goku goes Super Saiyan three to go even further beyond. Like everyone remembers that dude. The guy was screaming for like ten. It minutes was, straight, and his hair dude. is getting long, and his eyebrows disappear. You're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> he t- took hair out of every part of his body to the top of exactly. His head. So, you know, uh, obviously we've been, you know, we're getting back on track, I guess. New year, new me. Um, any any New Year's resolutions? I know it's, it's been weird. We're kind of getting back onto our genres. We just went through the holidays. Like, I want to lose 20 pounds. That's it. That's it? I, mean, I feel like that's your goal every year. I mean, I've, I've consistently lost weight, but I mean, over this last year and a half, I've put 20 pounds on, so I need to really? get back, back to my... What? You what do you, like what do you attribute? Dude, like, you kidding me? <laughs> you shaming me for 20 pounds? No, I'm not shaming. I'm just like, really? I didn't notice that you had. Well, thank so. you. I mean, some of it could be muscle, right? Maybe five, ten pounds of it's muscle, but the rest of it's like just... Let's go with five, okay? Yeah, well, five. We'll call it 15 pounds <laughs> I put on. Um, a lot of it's, you know, eating sugar. A lot of sugar. Mm. Um, not working out as much. Uh, cutting back there. You know, I'm just getting comfortable. You know, I bought a new house this year and it was bigger than my old space, my old one bedroom apartment. So I guess I kind of needed to grow to fill it. And mm. so, yeah. And yet your cats haven't grown to fit it. So like, I don't understand that. whole. Concept. Well, they have to walk around more before they were fat because they had such a tight space, not a space to walk around. So like they lost weight. Mm. Also, I like how you have like that mesh like thing at the top of your like upstairs living room or whatever it mm-hmm. is just so your cats don't fall yeah <laughs> like that's totally what's gonna happen you. they're that stupid they're just gonna fall off the top i guarantee you like they fall as, like they'll sleep on the ledge of the couch and like fall off the couch because and catch the, the only reason why they catch themselves is because they have a claw that they can say like upstairs they're not gonna be able to put their claw in the, like s- smooth wood they would fall yeah, they would survive though, dude. They would, survive. but they could like chip a tooth or break a bone. Oh, chip a tooth! Have they actually gotten caught on that mesh? They uh, try to mess barrier? with it before. Now they don't mess with it because it's just like, what the fuck do I do with this? Yeah, cats are fucking blind close up, so I can assume they'd just walk up to it. They're like, oh, what's this shit? And then freak out. I think they did a few times at the beginning, and then they used to like jump on like <laughs> the stair banister, thinking they could sit on it, but they would just slide down like a a couple of dummies. <laughs> So I just, I, yeah, I that made me think of when Josh said that freaking out, like I saw this, I guess I was just scrolling to Twitter and this cat was pulling something from behind, like the door, it was closed behind the doors and it was pulling it himself or herself. And then all of a sudden, as it pulls it out, like, I guess it gets caught on the door. So it freaks the cat out. Like, like it has its own volition or something. And the cat literally like jumps backwards and then tries to jump to the side, hits the bed, does like a flip. Hits the door jam and then like runs down the hallway and I'm like holy and then like the person did it in slow mo like what the fuck just happened like what was my cat doing and I was like Jesus that cat is cats cats would out. be the greatest martial artist because they're like doing all kinds of flips and shit just to get out of a situation yeah 
and they and they live right in the moment. They don't know if if they're there in whatever's happening is their enemy. They'll just start like freaking yeah, out. The, just, <laughs> in the moment, I'm freaked out. Just start doing things. In the moment, everything's their enemy. They're like, no, I'm gonna survive. Which, they're the ultimate survivors. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes me think, like, I guess they would be great aerial pilots. Was, like, Snoopy's main enemy a cat in a plane? I don't know. Like, I feel like that would be, like, perfect. I never read that Boomer comic, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to, to, like, bro, what's Snoopy? Like, what's this Boomer-ass cartoon You've never seen Christmas? Charlie Brown's Christmas? Uh, No, not a Boomer. Yeah, right, dude. I know you guys have you cocksuckers. Oh god, you cocky suckers. Uh, I love how there's just a reoccurring rag on Gina for being a boomer joke that we keep. I'm not using. even. I'm not even a boomer, bro. He's, he's not. That's the funniest part. Uh, bro it's gonna i wonder how long this is gonna carry on into the future after boomers are gone that boomer is gonna be a staple for just an old person because yeah, exactly. i would hope the you future generations so. are smarter than the idiots that we have now damn dude i'm being serious i'm being serious hurting you dude like i'm just <laughs> like if 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 20 30 years from now people are using boomer and that way i'm like they, they're stupid but maybe that's the trend. <laughs> maybe that's the trend we're on. Yeah, that's world. what a boomer would totally say. <laughs> oh my god! So Again, crazy. I'm Gen, I'm Gen X. I'm not little bitches like you, millennials. <laughs> Dude, I'm a fucking millennial, uh, and I get called a boomer all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you act like a boomer lately. Oh, Let's wow, be real. Dude. Did you ever watch that? House, this I gotta show? get equity, man. I gotta oh, get stocks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I got oh, health man. insurance, bro. I got. I gotta look at. Oh, my, by the, my stocks and bo- my cryptocurrency. Yeah, by the way, that was a comment that Jack made last week. It's, it's called insurance, Josh. Like, so what happened? Did you go to the doctor or no? Did that? Did I violate your HIPAA right now? HIPAA. Oh me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went to the doctor. He was like, "Yeah, dude, it sounds like you injured something. You're fine. Um, just stretch, warm up before you work out because you're getting at that age where you can <laughs> oh, no longer just roll out of bed." Uh, yeah, he's basically bro. called me a bo- boomer, and he was like, "And after you work out, you should stretch instead of before you work out." And I was like, "Okay, cool." Yeah, and drink some more water, bitch. I'll come in your mouth, dude. Whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> This is brand new year, and we're going straight to the cummies. You know, we're out of the holiday season. We're getting right back into the Manfall first season genre series, and we're kicking off the action um, series, miniseries, genre, uh, the Yippie Kaye Manfalker um, yeah. action series. <laughs> so, um, you know, this week we watched Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee, John Saxon, who is his third time. On the Manfall, the actor from Nightmare on Elm Street, who's the dad, the detective. He was also the detective in Black Christmas, and now he's bro. I did not realize that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I I, I recognize this guy somewhere, but I don't know where. But yeah, yeah. So uh, he he's the probably the leading person as far as an actor who's been on our show, as far as like people we've talked about or movies they've been in. So um, yeah. So then we also watched um, the French Connection with Gene Hackman. Um, and Roy Schreider from Jaws fame, um, directed by William Fritkin, who he's, I guess, the second director we've done a best film on. He directed The Exorcist. So that's kind of what we're kind of getting in this year, getting back into the action 
Well, first of all, getting back into our genre series, but we're kicking it off with action. I think it's a great way to kick off the new year. A lot of action, a lot of woo-woo. With a bang, dude. With a bang. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Sorry with my uh, illness, fans. Um, hopefully we can clean me up a post. <laughs> Two weeks later, we're like, sure. Junior died. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be just like the French Connection where it ends, and then it's just a bunch of yeah, it is just <laughs> titles. <laughs> the episode ends, and we just like slow roll some credits. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> Two weeks later, Junior succumbed to his illness. Yeah, no. So uh, with that being said, you know, my first question to both of you, little Fockers, little man Fockers, is do you pick your feet in in Poughkeepsie? Do you pick your feet in in Poughkeepsie? The fuck does that mean? Is that that the the reference? Say that 25 times fast. Because that movie was garbage, Gene. (laughs) Which one? The French Connection? Yeah, that's what Popeye used to say. Gene Hackman's character. Oh, dude, I I hated... I hated the Bro, people. same. I hated that movie. I hated the people in the movie. I hated what it was depicting. Like, which movie were we going to talk about first? I don't know. Which one do we want to... I think let's let's kick off with The French Connection, because Josh already just said it was garbage, and you hate the people. I mean, it wasn't complete garbage, but it was just super duper slow. Yeah, let's kick off was. that, because I think, I think The Enter the Dragon will have more fun talking about, since we oh, probably yeah, all absolutely. grew up watching that movie. So what were your problems with it, Josh? Dude, the movie was slow. Like, he was just, the the movie was just walking, like, for the longest time. And then, like, breaking laws as a policeman, which is a normal goddamn thing, apparently. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The whole time I was like, so, like uh, the drug yeah. dealers literally seem like the type of people living the lifestyle I would want to. This The cops seem Ooh. like terrible people. Like, oh, they're yeah. living in squalor, yeah, I I... standing outside in the cold. Yeah. I was just like, Picking up yeah, I even said it to Junior. people's like, car like, and wrecking it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nah. Bro, I literally said to Junior, I said to Junior, like, this movie is literally the, oh shit, I lost it. Damn it. It was the, it, it, it's like, who is actually doing more damage? The cops mm-hmm. or, the, or the, or the drug dealers? And like, these people are trying to make money, which is a form of capitalism, but they're like, no, it's not regulated and it's not given to taxes to government. So fuck off. Fuck you trying to get money. Because it's not regulated. And, it's uh, like, let's create as much you. chaos as possible in order to stop yeah. these guys from selling some drugs to people who want to do them. Like, of their own right. choice, right? And it's like, man, this is... I, I don't know who... If most people who watched this movie thought that Gene Hackman's character was something to look up to and emulate. But he was, like, a terrible person. And yeah. Oh, absolutely. The... All the other people, the drug dealers, I was like, dude, these people, they know what class is, dude. They know what people want. Like, why why am I relating more to the criminals in this movie than, I mean, I feel like America's policing hasn't changed much since then. And, like, people that are, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, I, it's just crazy, dude. It's crazy. The movie was a yeah, crazy like movie. That, yeah, like, what I, I also said to Junior, it was like, what's the difference between uh, tobacco and, and what these guys are doing? Or alcohol. Both of them are exactly the same. Or alcohol. Yeah, they're doing exactly the same thing. These people are up doing this of their own choice, killing themselves. What's the difference? Like, one's regulated, one's not. But then they're like, oh, we're just making money yeah. at the end of the... But, yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, this is fucking... Now, listen, now listeners, now we're, we're not condoning or promoting heroin usage i but... condone fucking <laughs> choice dude like if you choose exactly. to do something that's exactly. on you but i think the biggest thing that josh and you are both hitting on it's just it does feel like there's a commentary going on and we can get into that a little bit more but ultimately it's like 
the links that a police officer will go to just get a collar just because right. he went to his local restaurant or bar and saw one of his other fucking officers yeah. what well, was fbi yeah, agent wasn't fuck? he oh yeah killed the fat dude yeah. fuck dude so there was a lot of like things that were going on in there that i'm like i feel like this was a social commentary and i don't think a lot of people picked it up especially when me and josh realized there's a french connection too and gene hackman's oh, in yeah. it as well so huh. popeye's character goes it looks like he goes to france and tries to capture chanel or whatever his name was so like when I saw that, I'm like, wait, they made a part two out of this? Like, I feel like this movie, Should which never apparently, well, one, one, here's the biggest thing. It won five Oscars, right? So it won Jeez. Best Picture, Best Director, Best uh, act, Actor in a Leading Role by Gene Hackman, Best Editing, and then I think, uh, I forgot what the other one was, like maybe Best Music or Best Sound Mixing, I forgot. But like, I mean, it was a very popular movie. Like when it came out, it won a lot of awards. I mean, I still think it's... You it's, know why, though? You know why? It was literally because of all that propaganda, anti-drug, <laughs> all this bullshit no. just being pushed down. They're like, yeah, man, drugs are bad. And then it's well, like... Also, right, right. <laughs> if we think about what was going on, right? When was this recorded? Um, I think it was released in 71 because it, it won 1972. Best picture. So, right. There was like super high crime rates in New York at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I guess you could think of policing as kind of needing to be a little more rough then. Um, like if I'm playing devil's advocate and I'm giving the benefit of the doubt to what right. I was depicting, I could say that, right? And it's like, you know, we need to get clean up our streets at any cost, even if we become the bad guys, right? Because that's that's a kind of a trope that, you know, you see a lot where, you know, things aren't as black and white. Sometimes you need to have a little bit of gray in order to depict the human situation correctly. Like, I mean, if you look at Roland Deschain from Dark Tower, dude, he's, he's a perfect anti-hero, which I think old Popeye is here as well. He's, um, you know, you have a hard time thinking of him as a hero. But um, I forget where I'm going, but basically, that's... <laughs> I was like, what, where are you driving this car? But basically, yeah, maybe maybe it's it's what needed to be happening at that time right we're viewing it through a different lens now where no, you know, yeah. there needs to be reform we can't just have the police force essentially doing whatever they fucking want above the law right like who's gonna police us who watches the watchman right right yeah and actually while you were going on that little joyride of a point you said black and white and it just made me think of gene hackman in black and white and i realized i can get this correction in under the belt so don't get arid on this but Gene Hackman is making his third appearance because he was the blind man in Young Frankenstein, plus uh, the old, yeah. the old, you know, and, and, and Unforgiven. So this is the third, third time, third movie we've talked about Gene Hackman. So um, I'm getting that in, so I don't get an error on me. There you go. Um, but no, I think, I think ultimately that's what I felt like the commentary was in this movie. So it's interesting, the whole movie, right? It's these guys from France are trying to move heroin, which. Seems like an odd place for drug dealers to live, right, in France or have an operation. Like, they're actually Frenchmen. Well, and, we had freedom fries, bro. <laughs> freedom fries. And, 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 and it all starts with these two cops who basically just nickel and dime, like, collars. Like, you remember their, their captain's literally a bitch at them. Like, all you ever do, you bring in a couple kids who have a fucking three joints. Like, like he's basically saying, the collars you get me are shit. And now you're trying to get, like, this big like big international drug deal, like get the fuck out of here, right? Like, so, and it is funny how it all came about. He went to a bar, he saw one guy 
acting like a king. And I think it was partly maybe envy or jealousy. Like, who's this guy acting like yeah. a big shot? You know what I mean? I'm out here in the streets trying to keep it clean. And in reality, like, really, is he? All he did was make everybody dump out their drugs in the in the bar, right? Remember? And then mix them in a little drink so he ruins them. Like, I mean, he, like, what kind of policing is that? I mean, I guess, to your point, the 70s were wild. Then in the 60s, you know, the hippie culture, the drug culture had exploded, basically, in the 60s. And New York and areas like that were really kind of having a lot of fallout in the 70s. So do you need cops like that? Maybe. But in reality, I just felt like it was just showing, like, the damn the more damage we do, and I think it's interesting that it was the French, right? The French were our allies during the revolution. You know, we got a lot of our ideals of like what we wrote into the constitution from philosophers from France, right? Like they were the, you know, kind of like the, what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe like not necessarily the beacon, but like the influence in our country early on to develop into I mean, an independent the Statue country. Of Liberty was the fucking gift from the yeah. French, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I think it was a commentary that like, okay, we have devolved from what the, like, not to say like the French are better, but like the French are just moving heroin because it's just a way to make money, right? Like, and that the government there, remember how the, 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 the interpreter is like, he's here on the, you know, whatever of the, on the graces of your government, right? Like with the authority of your government, like, you know, the French are big about the govern governance and like, you know, adhering to those things and here are these two local New York cops just like doing running amok, right? Breaking shit, breaking people's cars. And you notice like there was a lot of car damage. Did y'all notice that in this movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like even the scene where he walks up and they're like, you're off the case. This teenage kid and girl got killed in this horrible wreck. And like, it's there. And I feel like it was just a symbolism. And then when he's chasing the guy on the train and he's fucking everybody up and he's fucking that car up that he commandeered from somebody. And then I love police unions, man. Yeah, and then at the end of the day, the the drugs were in the car. Like I just felt like it was something about, you know, American like industrial, like how we grew, but like at, at the same time, the way we are policing ourselves or governing, you know, what happens in these cities is it's 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 more of a damage than good, right? Like that's kind of how it felt like the movie was trying to say something about that. I don't know, I could be wrong. Did you guys pick that up at all or anything like yeah, that? Sure. Kinda, yeah, sure. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But, but what happens if the original cause was just like, fuck the everyone else, you know? But but now, I mean, seeing it as hindsight as, as, we, as we are now, like, yeah, we can see it. It's like, oh, we can interpret it as the people were thinking, oh, this is a, a commentary. But in reality, it probably isn't. But I haven't done enough research at all on this movie because i didn't like it <laughs> i mean so at the end of the day sure. like, i do think it's a it's a great commentary about well, what's going on with policing right and how it's always been like and that's right. why you know there's internal affairs and all these things but even then it's kind of a slippery slope because you can't really do too much because those types of i mean they call it a brotherhood right it's kind of like mm-hmm. the military where People will color for each other and there'll be pressure to not say anything. So, you know, you can't really police the police. And I, and I completely appreciate what the service that the police do, but I don't appreciate hey, whenever they go beyond and they actually, to... there's a lot of good cops out there, right? But there's yeah. also a lot of bad, pe- just as much as there's a lot of good people out there, there are a lot of bad people out there. So there's yeah. a lot of bad cops, right? Um, I just think... It, it's crazy. I, I saw a video not too long ago about this guy at some small town Texas sheriff's department 
went in, was being asked questions. He wasn't under arrest. He went there of his own volition. And they're like, oh, well, can you show us some stuff on your phone? And so he's like scrolling through some stuff and he scrolls past something. They were like, oh, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's nothing. And they try and grab the phone. And he was like, um, it's my phone. You can see with your eyes, you'll touch with your hands, but I'm not giving you my phone, right? So he, he tries to do that and they like start basically beating him they take his phone like three weeks he's like that's my property you can't take it without a warrant three weeks later like he they finally get a a judge to give them a warrant but the whole time they were in possession of his device and like he's suing them and there's just like what the fuck guys like that's not the law is supposed to be followed not just by the people who are being arrested or being held or who you're investigating it's also by you right like you're supposed to be, I mean, in a perfect world, going back to like the Dark Tower, right? The, the Knights of Eld were the scions of law and order. What do we have? We have these upholders of lo- the rule of law who are going outside of it in order, especially in this movie, in order to to uphold the law. Like, what kind of message does that send, right? And I think that's the message well, like of this paladins, movie. Bro. I don't know why, like, like paladins, fuck, I keep referencing it. Dark Tower. Yeah, yeah just think I know, about dude, paladins, what's going dude. On? Paladins is like everything that is of holy is correct, and anything is it's literally extremism. You know, it's just like anything that is slightly wrong is is just they have to be put down. You know, we have to kill the evil. I'm like, whoa, man, there's gray areas yeah. <laughs> everywhere. We need to relax a little bit. But let's think about this amicably. Yeah, you, now I'm gonna take that a form as a disrespect, which is another <laughs> reference to another movie. Yeah. You're using words. First of all, you, you, I'm gonna take. You're using words I don't understand. I'm gonna take that as a sign of disrespect. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I think you know. You think, yeah, you think about all the damage that we've already mentioned that Hackman joined. But like, they were referencing that throughout the whole thing. The last time you had a strong hunch, a cop got killed, and the guy that keeps saying that ends up getting killed by Popeye because he was certain that the the French guy was up there, right? He, I was certain he, I saw him up there. And he killed the guy too. Like, and that, that's like more of a, a direct way of saying, you know, some, you got somebody killed last time. And it's like, well, you literally killed somebody this time, yeah. right? An innocent well, and, cop. And also think about his, his, his complete lack of like procedure and following, you know, because remember they had a wiretap and a thing and, a, a, you know, a warrant inside of New York, but some, they still followed the guy to Washington, right? Like, and so I think that's when the officer was like throwing him off the case. And then from that, guess what? A, mo- a child becomes motherless because they were trying to snipe Gina Hackman and it killed dude, that was the lady worst sniper because- in the world, dude. <laughs> that dude couldn't hit the backside of a barn. He was terrible. And the whole time he's like, Hackman's hiding behind a tree and he's yelling like, because every- everyone's trying to like help the lady. The- yeah, he's like, don't worry about her. She's dead. She's been sniped or whatever he said. Like, the whole time the baby's crying in the background. Like, he's just, like, shoot the baby. God, put it out of its misery. <laughs> yeah. Then I think he's like, leave the baby there. There's a sniper on the roof. I'm like, Jesus Christ. This guy don't care, bro. He don't care about women and children. He's just like burning the city to the ground just to, just to get a collar of like, how much was it? 60 kilos. I mean, I guess that's a lot. Well, okay, the deal was, what, half a million dollars just for inflation. It's probably something like $2 billion, right? Oh, Jesus. It was that much? Well, I I looked up um, how much the um, Enter the Dragon made, right? It grows something like Mm. $400 Okay, maybe I'm wrong. $400 but adjusted for inflation, $400 is like $2.5 billion. 
Okay. Um, can we get a fact check on that? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I got it off Wikipedia. Oh, there you go. The old Wikipedia. Which, as a boomer, I still don't trust. Just going to throw that out there. Well, yeah, yeah. Most boomers don't, dude. I remember <laughs> I remember back in my school days, they're like, you can't cite Wikipedia. It's like, fuck you, dude. Fucking so blockchain, dude. I used, to, I used to do that all the time. Like It's like, you can't use Wikipedia as a source. And it's just like, well, I'm going to Wikipedia, and I'm going to those sources. Right, you, yeah. they, they cite their sources. sources. They're in there. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. So what did you guys like about the movie, I guess? Like, I know we have our different... I do like that. I, I like that. It, what The message that I don't know if everybody got, the underlying right. message is that, you know, cops are kind of fucking, especially in like 1970s New York, were kind of just operating outside the law to enforce the law. And it, it was an interesting movie. I like that aspect of it. I did like, you know, how they made criminals seem like they were actually the civilized people. Oh yeah, I was like, oh, mm, Boca, dude, I want to go to a nice restaurant, dude. I want to, yes, like, that dude, dessert he... they were getting. I was like, mm-hmm, that looks so good. I don't want to do it. You know, and I, I think that was a great shot too. Like to your point, like they, they, they <laughs> to, they, your, point. to your point, uh, <laughs> they made a that that shot really kind of highlighted what you were saying. Like crime pays, and, and being a cop is shit, kind of thing. Also, like it did have its also where it was the flip of it, right? Like where it showed the contrast. <laughs> He's out there freezing, eating God knows what, and these guys are eating a delicious meal, by the way. Like it was, and maybe that's why they're like the cops are so adamant at getting them right. They're angry because, like, how come I am not getting thanked for the job that I'm doing? Like, and you get to have this lifestyle? Fuck that! You're going down at any cost, right? Yeah, no, and that's literally what got got Hackman his character on the whole case. He was watching old Sal Boca at the Shea and was like, who is this guy rolling around all these other big time drug dealers or whatever mafia guys are coming to him and shaking his hand. He's like, who is this? Like he was mad. Like that was the point. He just kind of was like, I don't like this guy. Let's follow him. Which again is not procedure for police officers, right? Like you can't just be off in your off fire and see a guy that you don't like and be like, now I'm going to tell this guy and see if we can build a case on him. Happens all the time though. Like his friend, also, his friend was like, oh, yeah, I don't want to go to get a drink. I'm tired. And then, like, they go and get a drink and then literally <laughs> stakes out the entire yeah. night. I'd have been like, fuck you, dude. I'm never hanging out with you again because you're clearly unhinged and you are not a balanced person because I wanted rest and you wanted a drink and I obliged you. And then you went ahead and pulled this shit. Fuck you. I'm <laughs> never working with you again, you asshole. But the you thing is, that, prick. they're partners, dude. You can't say yeah. no. You can't say no. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, it, well, uh, regardless of the immoral and unethical uh, choices that this man makes. Here, <laughs> Have you ever watched like, True Detective, yeah. bro? Yeah, no, for no. sure. Josh, you should no, watch I... True Detective. It's really good, but like... It's there, first there season are, for see, sure. The first season, more than anything. That's the only season yeah. I, I think exists, in my opinion. Mm. But there's a, there's a sequence where they're trying to get information, and they go to like these drug dealers like Ghetto... And they like bust in and they're like robbing them for the information. And then the, the cops come and they're like, the cops don't know that they're there mm-hmm. trying to like rob that. And there's all this crazy shit. And it's like anything to make sure that we're the light in the darkness. And it's like, well, Jesus, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. I'm going to look at this and I'm watching this and it is actually kind of cool. But like, I'd hate to be just a poor person on the receiving end of all the shit that's taking place, like not involved in crime or anything. But like, there's like people shooting up the entire neighborhood. Think of how many people are getting, you know, innocent people, bystanders. 
are getting, you know, their lives ruined because it's like, no, we're the light and the darkness, dude. We're, we are the watchers on the wall. Fucking... What's, so, like, I don't know if you know this, but Hideo, do you, do, I don't know if y'all know who Hideo Kojima is. Is he the, the, uh, the Metal Gear Solid guy? Yeah, yeah. So, like, he has a podcast on Spotify, which is official and endorsed by Spotify to push out. Anywho, like, he talks about, like, most of his movies are all story-driven. The guy watches a new movie every day. He's, he's a fantastic guy. He loves stories. Hmm. So, like, he also, in his podcast, he has pointed out that in the American movies that are made, that they're very black and white. Like, there's a bad guy, and then there's a good guy. And he's like... He also points out that in in other uh, forms of media that aren't American, usually not all of them, but mostly there is some sort of gray area for the hero or for the villain. So it's just like the American based movies are all just good. One hundred percent, one hundred percent bad. So I always like that aspect of just, oh, because I, I don't know if y'all ever know the story of metal gear solid because it's super dumb and complex i wouldn't say dumb but just super complex and overly put together but like we don't actually know who truly is the bad guy because it's just like he goes into so much minute details into his characters that is very much needed but when you actually look at him you're like oh my god who is actually the bad guy here like it's it, it makes you actually think so it's pretty I think that ties back into what I was mentioning last week, even like about Alan Moore. And I sent y'all the, the post mm -hmm. where he's like the things that are being depicted in media where it's a simple black and white uh, a dumbification of moral situations is basically a precursor to extremism and fascism in countries or around the world. And He's like, I want to have nothing to do with it anymore. And so, you know, right. that's, that's interesting. No, and I think, you know, when Josh was talking about, you know, the uh, what was his name again? The creator of Hideo Kojima. Hideo Kojima. Talking about the black and white, um, you know, the delineation, clear, you know, good and bad in American cinema. I think, you know, when we went through The War of Ember, I think that's why I've always liked film noir movies because there's a lot of kind of, gray in there right like the no. the 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 private eye is always doing shit to like that you would think is more you know criminal to get the job done right um and and i guess that's kind of what we see here in the french connection too um but you know that's why i think that movement kind of like helped show or make characters that are more anti-hero you know have more villainous qualities but you know are still somewhat genuinely good and it kind of blurs the line a little bit, right? Um, yeah. But I think in this one, it's just so caught up on, you know, of the police and they're the drug dealers. Like, that's it's just a clear mark of, you know, I, you know they, they categorize what side they're on, but yet they are doing, you know, Gene Hackman and his crew are doing things a lot more dangerously and technically illegally to try to get the other guys who are very smooth. Like, you got to say that, like, you know, Josh was like, it's a lot of walking around when we watched the movie. I'm like, yeah, but, <laughs> but it was good. Like the way it was just this cat and mouse the whole time. Like, it, you know, the, the guy would like 
pull into a door and look like he's looking and do a return. The like, beginning definitely reminded me a lot of uh, the French Dispatch, which is a terrible movie. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. All right, dude. We get it, bro. That was like 20 episodes ago. You don't <laughs> like the movie. Damn. I, I just had to call back. I don't even know how many episodes we have, to be honest. <laughs> I think we're at like 23, 24. I mean, Jesus. not recorded. Released. We've yeah. Released. Rele- yeah. I mean, a little breaking of the walls here, but yeah, (laughs) which we do quite often. So what part were you you just talking about? Like when the guy came out, like the little pizzeria before the, like the the first opening scene where the like guy got shot, which was a pretty big gun. If I remember in the beginning, I don't even remember, dude, the whole beginning. I was like, so bored. Yeah, That was like, (laughs) yeah, that was like the, it reminded me of like, I think I told you knew this. Like it reminds me of like Terminator one guns where it was like the killer seven, like 50 cal or 45 caliber gun. It just like blows a goddamn hole in someone. Just brutal. I liked the choice of blood they used. Yeah. I was about to say that next because when he shot that guy, I was like, oh, look at that blood. It looks so colorful. It look, I'm pretty sure they just used straight up red paint, dude. Like they didn't even try and use anything that actually looked like blood. It's like, well, we have to make oh, sure yeah. it pops on the film. Like we don't have great lighting, and our pop, fucking pop. sounds suck. Your sound guys, <laughs> we're doing terrible. Everybody, well, I mean, I guess you didn't have like the little fucking mics that you could put on a person. Like it was just, yeah. They're, oh, like a lavalier yeah. microphone, like one of those interview ones or something. Or, uh, or even in like going to the next movie, which we don't need to like directly go there, but like there they were like recording over. Um, yeah, that was recording a lot the of audio ADR post. there. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of terrible ADR <laughs> in that movie, but yes, <laughs> at no, least yeah, they so, could have done that in this one, right? Yeah, for sure, especially oh, yeah. in some of those outside scenes and stuff. I was like, what the um, fuck are they saying? I, I had <laughs> subtitles on the whole time. I was like, what are they saying? Yeah, let's say I had to like, I, you know, and I, I hate, I do, I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel, going back to my boomer status, I feel like I'm getting old when I have this caption on, but like, I, I'm the type that I got to hear every word for whatever reason, or at least know what they're saying. Because I think in my mind, it's going to unlock some like, kind of like uh, old, old Andrew Garfield in Under the Silver. Like, I think there's like, I'm going to like learn some piece of knowledge that I haven't figured out my whole life based on some dialogue in a fucking movie but uh but no i think you know for me what i liked about the movie was just the whole it was just an interesting the the cat mouse basically between the bad guys and and gene hackman like chenere i think was the guy the, the, the the top french guy with his little umbrella um i liked that piece you know, so we know this is William Fritkin. He did The Exorcist. Do you see any similarities, like as far as shots or the way it's directed, um, just in The Exorcist at all? I will say it's two New York movies. Like I think The French Connection did a great job of like showing a lot of New York. Like I, I definitely like that aspect of it. Was the nineteen seventies New, New York. York? What's that? Was The Exorcist set in New York? Yeah, that that was in New York as well. New York City or just New York in general? Because I don't feel like it was in the city. I think it was New York City, dude. Like, well, remember she started, they were at some house, but then they were in New York City. Remember the stairs I'm next to the, the apartment? I have no idea, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about the similarities. I, I didn't really pick up. I didn't even know until you brought it up that they, they it was directed by the same so person, the, so I'm not entirely sure. The Exorcist was filmed in Georgetown, Washington, D.C., 
Oh, my bad. The city of Mosul, Iraq, Damn, as well as oh, the site that's right. of ancient Hatra in southern Mosul information. But many of the scenes were filmed in New York City, so you're, mm. you're good there, too. So, okay. A little, little of everything. A little of everything. That's right, because <laughs> the, 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 uh, Rocky, the, the Rocky Balboa priest. That's was, right. Yeah, yeah. He, he... <laughs> he was in the same place that that woman got shot when he was walking around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that I think that was the one thing that I kept thinking when I watched the French Connection. I thought that fucking detective was going to drive up and ask Jade Hackman if he wanted to go see a movie. You want to go watch a movie? <laughs> Got two tickets. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm gonna I start doing that. I'm just gonna walk that. up. To, hey, you want to go watch a movie? <laughs> oh, dude, that would be hilarious, dude. We can record that. Would that, be for a, like... that would be a fun short, like just random people on the street. Well, Ask they could be go watch a movie and then you talk to them for like maybe 15 minutes afterwards and record it and be like, so what do you think about yeah. the movie? Dude, that'd be perfect so for me. Are you talking about like man on the street or just like an actual skin? Manfall like on the street. Manfall on the street. Manfall on you the street. just like find a random person and you're like, hey, do you want to, is there a movie you've wanted to watch? Like, and then you're like, I'll pay for your ticket if you come with me and we'll watch it. And afterwards, they give you, you know, a short interview about it. Dude, that's perfect. Like, You'll be the guy that approaches. I'll work the camera, and Josh will do the sound, and we'll just fucking do it. I don't know, man. People are busy, man. People <laughs> got to work. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It has to be. But well, so that's we, the we'll point. Take a just... homeless person is what you're saying. Like, hey, dude. If, if someone that doesn't have a lot of that isn't that busy. That, that's my sure. next time I have somebody deliver DoorDash, I'll ask them. <laughs> <laughs> you want to step inside and, and rent a, a video on demand? He's like, bro, I've seen a porno just like this before. <laughs> He's like, not today. Not today, Satan. Oh, dude. He's like, want to run a train on this? He's like, what? We're going to watch a train movie. Sorry. Like, <laughs> What's that dumb ghost or that train movie we watched that Junior loved? Terror Train. Oh. <laughs> Where the guy gets touched by by the girl and he's like oh, oh, and dies. Like, what the fuck, bro? Like, whatever, he, dude. Bro, I, he didn't <laughs> die. He became the killer, okay? He fell out of the out of the train. Oh no no, that was the, in the last part. Yeah no, in the in the final part of it. Yeah he fell. Yeah the final part. Dude, that was just that ending part was just so dumb. Yeah but whatever it was. whatever dude. And it's that's okay. We... It's okay. That's what boomers are for, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's now we move on to I guess unless y'all have anything extra to say. Well no, I, I was gonna say we should have just like oh, okay. stopped talking and then that's where we do like a little transition like <laughs> or no no or like some like Lord Zed does a voiceover like Junior did finally accept that he was a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> and Zach did ask somebody to watch a movie for him and they called the police on him. <laughs> two days in jail before they realized he was not the killer they were looking for yeah, exactly <laughs> but wouldn't that be some shit you go do that and the police are literally working a case where this guy keeps inviting people to movies and killing them and, oh, and there's John Sachs out there like hey man you want to go watch a movie with me I got an extra like, not today punk you're going to jail they, they move yeah they move in on him like they moved in on the which hey, it's the first of you know we talked about Latin history last week a little bit. And the first time we saw a Hispanic derogatory in the French Connection, when he was like talking about those spit, those spicks trying to steal those wheels, and I was like, whoa, oh, yeah, whoa. Yeah, when he said that in the movie, that's did right. you ever watch that show that I told you about? I wanted to watch it. Yeah, bro, that shit's I, so funny, bro. Zainab keeps making fun of the main character. She's like, that's you. 
<laughs> I might have to watch some today, dude. Um, I, I got caught up in a, uh, you know, guys playing with balls last night. Um, You're so nasty, bro. Bro, he had to watch baseball, which is dude, that's the most boring. Why boring would you sport? just watch so, the goddamn highlights, bro? So you, you want okay? I don't disagree. Look, I'm not a guy that likes to watch baseball on TV. I'd rather you don't go like seeing sticks hit balls, dude. Really, hard but it was a, it was a playoff game. It was the Astros closing. It was they if they win, they go on to the next series. But here, and you want to talk about boring guys? The game started at three o'clock. It wasn't over until nine twenty because it went eighteen innings. Oh, that's gross. It was a whole nother game played, and it ate up my whole fucking day, bro. And I'm, I don't know why you watched the whole thing, bro. That's that's borderline <laughs> psychotic, dude. Like, why would you watch? The, the game is so slow. What are you doing, dude? You, I would, like, jerk off in between, like, three times if I had to Im- watch baseball, because that's so boring. <laughs> and imagine, dude, guess what the final score was after 18 innings? 1-0. Exactly. Was it, it was, really? Yes, it was oh, zero zero so through seventeen stupid. innings, dude. <laughs> oh my god! And that's I why hate, I'm a boomer. That game. That's why I'm a boomer. Why All is right. that America? Why people used to call that America's pastime? TikTok it's still called America's, America's pastime. Pastime, dude. TikTok's America's pastime. Let's be real. Okay. Oh, that's true. That's very true. I mean, they they do commercials on Smartless, so and Smartless is America's podcast. Um. I'm pretty sure I don't know if old Bojack Horseman actually likes Reese's as much as he says he does. Because <laughs> I definitely heard his voice on a Reese's commercial. And I was like, oh, okay, so he's he's spokesman for Reese's Pieces. Oh, Will Arnett. Maybe we can have him on the podcast sometime. He seems like a movie guy. He does. Will Arnett. He does seem like a movie guy because he's been in movies. Well, I'm saying that he likes to watch <laughs> movies more than the other two. I don't know. Sean Hayes sounds like he watches a lot of movies. Bateman doesn't sound like he watches shit. Like he's yeah, not even Bateman, his own shit. <laughs> Bateman sounds like he's super pretentious about how to direct movies. Hmm. Well, I was going to say Josh is the Bateman as far as like he doesn't listen to this podcast. So like Bateman doesn't watch his own <laughs> shit like Josh doesn't listen to his own shit. <laughs> Bro, it just it be like that sometimes. Sometimes you just don't want to hear your fucking voice. Like I, I, it's that simple. I, I definitely don't want to listen. I don't definitely want to listen to mine this week because it sounds pretty rough. Yeah, you do sound sick, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're done picking feet in Poughkeepsie. And we're talking about what is it? Enter the dragon, right? Enter, Enter the, the dragon. dragon. Yeah, dude. that movie was confusing as well. Do you not really? remember watching that when you were growing up? I don't think I ever watched it growing up. Really? Really? I remember. I've, I feel like I, I, I know. I've watched I remember Bruce I Lee the movies one... before. Yeah, yeah. Our dad had, uh, yeah. I remember we had a couple of them, but I definitely remember this one because I remember quoting at the part where he's like, don't, it's like, don't concentrate on the finger or mm-hmm. you'll miss all the heavenly glory. Like, <laughs> I remember that part very vividly. So. I don't know. I don't know if you watched it with me or not, but I definitely remember watching that movie. I mean, okay, here's my here's where I was confused, right? So he's a Shaolin monk, right? Somehow he gets in contact with British intelligence mm-hmm. and is asked to go undercover to stop a drug prostitution ring. Why would mm-hmm. they contact him? I know he's a martial artist and he's law and he's Han used to be one of the but still, right? 
He like has this like really nice suit when he's meeting with him. He seems like very well put together. He was basically James Bond, the Shaolin monk. Yeah, that's, no, that's what this exactly. movie felt like. And I, it, it it's kind of absurd when you actually sit back and think about it, right? Eh, I mean, okay, how, what's the absurdity? Run it off. The for absurdity me. is that he's a Shaolin monk who's 007 with no prior contact, right? He somehow knows how to infiltrate and fucking do all this stuff. But it's not like I felt like I, I had to go look it up. I was like, I feel like this is like a, a, a trilogy or a, a continuation of a story. And it really wasn't. No, it wasn't. It, so look, it was I, still I, good. I enjoyed it, but it was yeah. confusing from that regard. So one and, you know, I didn't I failed to mention this earlier when we were talking about the, the French connection. But you see how like the basis of that movie led to like funny comedies like the other guys with like Will Ferrell and Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Right, like how they were so intent on catching that whole case in that movie. Like you see how it can be turned into funny. And then when I was watching this movie, it made me think of Chris Farley in uh, Beverly Hills Ninja. Right, like bro, no, it made me the whole time. I was just thinking about Kung Pao, dude. Like, don't lie. Well, and, Kung and Pao that, didn't and come to your, to your mind. Yeah, yes, no, it did. But at first, it was like to your point when he was like when Bruce Lee is like running around the island and climbing hills, and you know. It yeah. just made me think of like Chris Farley being in Hollywood and like being able to do weird, stupid shit, even though he was the worst ninja at the school. Like, you know what I mean? Just it just seemed to your point a little out of context or you know, but I think first and foremost, and this is what Josh was kinda of asked me, he was like I forgot how or how he talked about it, but I was like, it was MI it did feel like MI seven, British intelligence. And at that time in the this movie was like seventy two it came out, maybe at it might have maybe that was on the state side, but I think it was initially probably out already before that internationally. But dude, back then the, the British, you know, they still had a lot of yeah, post-colonial fucking yeah. Asia, dude. Yeah, so like you know, they still had a lot of influence, and they knew that Bruce Lee was going to get invited by Han, Mister Handman. Han, your name, Mister Handman. <laughs> um. So, like, they, they obviously were just going to... I mean, most intelligence agencies do shit like that anyways, right? Like, or at least that's what's depicted in movies and series. Like, oh, this person is, you know, is it, you know, this government is inviting this person for whatever reason, you know, and let's see if they can work for us. So, like, I think that piece didn't seem too absurd. And then the whole, like, yeah, maybe he's running around like a ninja. He's, like, their best Shaolin guy at the temple, man. He's, like, alpha Shaolin, bro. Like... I think he can do anything. I don't. I don't feel like it's too absurdist. It just. I. I did. I did think though. It's like, this is the great thing about martial arts movies. Like, somehow it makes you suspend your belief, but also you're like, really, could two guys take on a thousand like guys? Like, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, you mean, would hope so. The, <laughs> but, yeah, that's the suspend disbelief yeah. part. Or what know, about right? the part where he blamed the guy he killed? for his like sister's death and i was like dude she killed herself right yeah so uh, I was it like, was what led to that point i guess you know? like yeah i was yeah like, like do you think that was a part of the original script or they put it in after like maybe there was no connection because it it only point was to like make him want to like you know well i don't think he would have killed him right he wasn't gonna kill him he only killed him because he came at him with the intent right. to kill him right with the ball right so I don't know. But that's what I'm saying. Like, to your point, like, he would have still, like, do you need the backstory that they tried to, you know, rape his sister? I feel like that backstory was kind of shit. 
at the it end of the day. Was, like, it could have... Yeah, it, it, was pretty, it was pretty lackluster. It could have been like they kidnapped her and that was his real motivation. That's why yeah. MI6 or whatever got him to fucking go there right. to rescue his sister who was down there as one of those people. Help me, help me. It could have, I feel like that would have made the movie make. But even then it wasn't MI, it wasn't MI, it wasn't the British intelligence that, you know, told him it was just some random guy that he knows they were having yeah. a goodbye dinner. And he, he doesn't, he, he flashed back to the flashback. Wasn't that what I remember? He's remember is all, that what happened? I all, thought it was on the water. Like he was missing a friend. I thought it was British intelligence. Friend or something. Who was it that, that told was, him? I don't. It was. It was, no, a, it was the Asian guy. Yeah, the he, other. Yeah. Uh, he said, yeah, "I was yeah. with your sister when," and, and so it was a flashback of a flashback. I think. I feel right. Like. Yeah. 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 Every, every, you got everybody's backstories. While yeah. On, on the boats. on the waters of remembrance is what I want to call and, it. And literally everybody was in that oh. exact location, rowing the boat or that person rowing the boat in the exact same place you know? i guess to make it more alliterative let's go ahead and say the rivers of Rem- remembrance um i, I mean know. yeah i could i yeah that was the, that was a good so little was yeah, this also rivers set, of remembrance. i think it was either set in taiwan or hong kong what do y'all think hong kong hong kong i, think it was hong kong. I didn't see it specifically I didn't yeah and then the island was like off the coast somewhere and it was like uh, in was disputed kong. waters and yeah yeah yeah, because like this, it, it, this movie was filmed with Chinese and American uh, filmmakers. So yeah. yeah, and it was in. Hon- I'm pretty sure it was filmed in Hong Kong. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, and also and, that and, whole and the budget was pretty low too. It was like eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which is pretty cheap because usually it's like over a million. And plus, it was in the seventies, so yeah, this is pretty cheap. No, yeah, yeah, it, it feel like went on to make four hundred times its investment. Jesus Christ, dude. Well, I mean, uh, part of that was also driven by the fact that international he died. Oh, that's he died oh, during this. Yeah. Well, yeah, like he di- apparently he died like one month before the release, mm-hmm. almost exactly one month before the release of this movie, which is just so crazy to think about. But apparently, like even a month before that, like he also like had like one episode with his little brain aneurysm thing that he had, like whenever they were filming uh, the, or doing ADR for post-production for the audio, like he collapsed like during that. And then they, the doctor, uh, I forgot what office they went to, but it was in Hong Kong. They, they were like, Oh yeah, you have this such and such, which was a thing that he died of later. Well, so it was like, Oh the, shit. What he, I it read. Was, it, Cause there was a lot of like conspiracy theory that it was like, Oh, it was, the Chinese government because they were teaching foreigners martial arts, but there was just all this crazy. Oh yeah, dude. What I heard is that he did have that stuff going on, but what it really led to his death was he was given pain medication and he had an allergic reaction that caused the brain swelling to get to a level that was way more, his brain swole like 13% more than it should have. due to an allergic reaction to something it was like aspirin and some other like painkiller and that's what really killed him because i mean he he did have those seizures and like pain in his head before and so somebody gave him that and he took it and that's what killed him that's what i read but i don't know no yeah i mean i remember growing up as a kid you know you heard all the different i was you know i was a big bruce lee fan as a as a kid growing up man like and yeah, you heard all the different reasons why or conspiracy, but I always felt like that was what Zach said. Like that was the thing I saw the most was ultimately just, you know, he mixed different medications he shouldn't have. He had some brain swelling and 
he just died. And it's, you know, I was asking Josh, would he still be alive right now? And I guess he would, right? He'd be like probably something. Like my, he's my, he died at my age. That's crazy. Yeah. And this was, probably. so this is 50 years ago too, that he kind of passed away. So like, yeah, I guess he'd still be, he'd be around like based on his, like, uh, you know, martial arts and you know he seemed like he was pretty fit like he probably yeah he'd be like 83 years old or something did y'all know jackie chan was actually in this movie no i didn't know that where what? was he at yeah dude he was apparently like like whenever he went into the basement to whenever he started using the weapons and beating the ever-living shit out of everybody mm-hmm. like the guy he where he grabbed the tuft is uh, grabbed his hair and broke his neck that was jackie chan oh huh. what crazy yes, dude, dude. I didn't even know that. I was like, oh my gosh, Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee together. And Bruce Lee broke his fucking neck. <laughs> mm. Didn't even know that. Yeah, it was so, so wild to think of something like that, you know? Also, they had like, apparently they had different titles for this movie. Like, before, like, so they didn't, like, what is it? The, the original title was Blood and Steel. But Bruce Lee didn't actually like the title and, like, literally just, like, kept on pushing to, like, change the name. And then they changed it, of course, to Into the Dragon. But they also considered different names like Hans Island and The Deadly Three, which was, you know, the Afro guy, uh, John, what was it, John Saxon or something like that? So Jim Kelly and then John Saxon. Yeah, and that's what they were originally going to go with was the Deadly th- or They considered that, sorry. They considered the Deadly Three or Han's Island. So, like, Han, Han's Island, I think, works. Um, the yeah, Deadly yeah. Three works. But Blood and Steel, like, where, like, where were they? Like, would they have Yeah, I, I guess because it was the claw or whatever the fuck. That, the, the, that weird, what, what did you call it? There was literally, like, a butcher's knife or, like, a, a knife set that was literally glued onto his hand. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that way <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny how they just like, oh yeah, just take take off a, the 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 kitchen knives and just glue it onto his hand. And that's his weapon. There you go. <laughs> and they never really kind of went into why he had lost his hand, did they? No, they never actually. Yeah, they never explained how he lost his hand, why he lost his hand. He just had a missing hand. Was the was hand it. in the display case his hand? I yes, thought, the yeah, bones. I thought that's what it was. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. That's the, the way it kind of alludes to. But yeah, no, they didn't They didn't go into that. They didn't talk about it. He just somehow had like a cool scrap knife hand. And I was like, that's sick, dude. Of course. And I, I think I told you, like, it also reminded me of Kung Pao with the iron claws. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. And then like the person that played Jim Kelly was apparently... A, so like, okay, Jim Kelly was a replacement so the original actor was apparently, uh, what is his name, Rockney Targington or something. Okay. Yeah, I think I might. Yeah, and and like he dropped out days before the shooting, and I forgot who was the one that suggested. I, I I don't know if they suggested it or they just had him on backup. But Jim Kelly was, you know, who who, who we have now, but it was supposed to be Who's Rocky Jim Targington, Rockney, Rock Rockney, Rodney, Rockney. Jim Rodney. Jim Kelly was the the guy the. Uh, the African American guy. Oh, the black exploitation gets... guy. Yeah, yeah. The, the black dynamite essentially. Which y'all should watch that movie. It's amazing. <laughs> I love that movie. For some reason, so I mean, I mean, I remember watching a lot of Bruce Lee, and I thought it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was in this movie, but that's the other movie. Called, what is that? Enter the it's, Fist. It's called. Is it Enter the Fist? I thought it was called Game know. Over. 
Let me look it up. I don't know. Oh, Game also, of Death. Game of Death is what it was called. Also, like, there was an additional thing. Like, so, uh, what is his name? Uh, so, Pat Johnson had a cameo appearance. So, this was the guy that was the Karate Kid referee. He was he was in this movie, which it, he didn't play a big part. In where, where was he the at movie. in the movie? So he was the guy that uh, jumped John Saxton, like you know, whenever like he was oh, golfing. Oh yeah, yeah. So the guy with they were all dressed nice. It was I think it was the guy with the it was the main guy that they had a close up on. That was the guy that was the like Karate Kid referee, hmm. which also was he was also the Chuck he was Chuck Norris's student apparently. I was like I didn't even know this. Like what this all ties in. So neatly, it's pretty interesting. It's crazy that the you know one of the favorite '80s you know karate movies has got connection to some of the you know to a Bruce Lee movie, and and that's what I was going to say. Like in 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 uh, Game of Death, do y'all remember that movie? Ever watching that Bruce Lee movie? That was the one that they were filming before he died, right? Yeah. So or like during he died or mm-hmm. something like that. And so in that one, it has Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and my thing was like even with this movie. I just feel like a lot of the games that I grew up playing like are based off like these martial art movies because in Game of Death, he basically like is going up each level in this building and he has to fight like a different boss on each level. Like, I mean, oh, I, yeah, I, that's great. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like, oh, like I remember when we were watching this and like this movie too. Like, I think like the whole memory sequence, like it feels very game like, right? Like as they're all riding on the you know row into the boat, like you. Everybody has a flashback and gives you the backstory. Like I just feel like that's kind of something that you see in games that gets gamified, right? Like the you know you start the game and then as you're opening, you know, as you're walking through, you get a flashback. You know, like you know, Old Republic or Knights of the Old Republic or just different games. Or J- Josh made this reference in uh, like Mortal Kombat, that Mor- one. Mortal Kombat. But also, you were saying in the French Connection how it's just Assassin's Creed, just walking around and then. A little bit of action. I made a joke about that, but yeah, because the yeah, it's like games like eighty percent walking and twenty percent action. Yeah. But no, I I think that was one thing when I was watching Enter the Dragon. I was like, oh man, and then it made me think of like Game of Death and just other martial art movies. How and oh, you know, you kind of see some of that how the movie was made or the boss level scenes like that kind of gets crossed over into games. What about did y'all ever watch? What are what are y'all some some of y'all's favorite like uh, martial arts movies? I really like uh, Jackie Chan, The Drunken Master. Did y'all ever watch that? Oh, that was a good one, dude. I love that one. I think Adrian showed us that yeah. movie, right? Or uh, or Jet Li's The One. Remember how big Jet Li got for a little bit? Oh, yeah. Now yeah. He's, he, I think he has a disease currently where he just it really just... Where he can't stop fighting? Him. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Where he just can't stop. He's just... What he's like Highlander. He just has to find someone else to kill he's and just them and absorb fighting. their power. He's actually gotten it's gotten to the point where the only solution is to fight animals, so he's constantly fighting <laughs> deer and bears. <laughs> he's he's like literally he, living Kung Pao right now. He's fighting the he's fucking like, cow out there. Exactly. He's like he he fought a bunch of cranes and that's how he learned forbidden crane style. He's <laughs> learning new techniques from other animals and shit. That's what yeah, I was from, thinking like about the the remember when that uh, German shepherd was barking at Bruce Lee? I was like, what is martial arts? Is there like a hidden dog style that he could knock the, the dog out really quick? <laughs> or is he the hidden dog, doggy style? Is he the dog? <laughs> is he the dog killer? Uh, for me, I would say uh, this was one. But as I was looking up Bruce Lee's like filmography yesterday, um, or when we watched the movie, 
There was this one, and your dad had it recorded on videotape, and that I remember I used to watch it too. It used to come on channel. It used to come on Saturdays a lot anyway. So like it was either on there, or I would throw it in there. It was called The Big Boss. It had Bruce Lee. And it was like he worked at an ice factory with his cousins, and he had like taken the vow of like nonviolence. And then eventually, obviously, you know, like Al Pacino, you know, once I was out, they brought me back in. He had to go and avenge like his family or whatever and whoop some ass. Like I always, I just think because it was like an interesting fight scene, like in the ice factory, like these big chunks of ice and they're using the ice picks and like it was just that one and Game of Game of Death. Um, but then what there's about just Karate a whole, Kid, bro. Yeah, I mean those, but I'm just thinking of like Kung Fu movies, like Kung Karate Fu. Kids. It's more uh, Kung Fu, not Kung Fu. Kung Fu. Um, but uh, but there's also a lot that I just don't remember what they were. You know what I mean? Like the titles of the movies. Like, oh, I, yeah. I, like there was one where, you know, it's kind of like these two competing, uh, you know, temples. Like, I forgot, like, what the names were, but like. I, oh yeah bro you just unlocked a memory i feel like yeah i, feel, I, I swear like, it might have been like crane style and yeah, crane something yeah. and then whatever the other one was i feel like i remember that Man, and did you ever watch we should start a side podcast martial arts podcast <laughs> well that's what josh was saying he's like man i just want to like watch we should just do a martial arts series and i'm like yeah we i think we should eventually We've got plenty of runway it. until one of us but, dies yeah plenty of runway <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of, like, I, w- I would love to do my 80s kung fu karate movie, like, segment. Like, there's there's just so many. I mean, some of them are, you know, kind of dumb. But, like, I think that's, those are the kung fu movies in general. I mean, like, I feel like Jean-Claude Van Damme needs his own series, right, dude? Like, the rise oh, and yeah. fall of Jean-Claude Van Damme. You can watch, well, like, Bloodsport. You can watch the Blood documentary yeah. they made about his rise and fall. Like, <laughs> you can do it all. Well, and that's the thing. They talk about Jean-Claude Van Damme. There's a connection in the movie for that. Like, the Bolo. That was that the Bolo guy, the big Chinese guy that... Uh, uh, um, dude, that dude was fucking insane. Like, he did not look like... I thought his body was CGI'd, and I was like, no, this is before that technology. What the fuck? Yeah, so he's the guy that he... That Jean-Claude Van Damme plays, or fights in Bloodsport, the last guy. Oh, is he? Yeah, Chung Lee or whatever his name is. Yeah, that's Chung Lee. Chung Lee? Chung Lee. Like- <laughs> Is that yeah. a character from Street Fighter? The, the, the girl with the thick thighs in Street Fighter? Yeah, <laughs> from Street Fighter, Chen Li. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, this movie obviously has a lot of connections to you know things that we also saw growing up. But no, yeah, I mean, maybe we could call it the martial arts connection and the French connection. The martial mm. also so that that first fight scene that they had in the Enter the Dragon was apparently the last scene that they actually filmed. Did hmm. y'all know that? No. Just what, interesting. The, oh, the it's one where one he was things. like in front of the like in front of the whole Shaolin. Yeah, where they're having like a sparring match and he like pinned the guy. Where the the students out. were like they put their fingers together and up and he jumped over them. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, I yeah. Was like that that was kind of stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I literally said the same thing. I go, that was so dumb, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but Do so you. you think this- What's I that? was gonna say, Zach. Like, do you think this movie, like, because I've said this to Junior about Dragon Ball, I was like, do you think this was like a influence that influenced Dragon Ball later on? Because like Dragon Ball, the early Dragon Ball at least was just strictly, you know, martial arts and you martial know, arts fighting tournaments. And tournaments. And yeah, yeah. No, I would say it probably did because around that time that Dragon Ball was first like written, martial arts in Asian culture was like a pretty popular and especially 
being depicted in the West, it was like one of the main things that were was being depicted about Asian culture in the West. So like I think it very likely had a huge influence on the development of Dragon Ball at the very least. Mm, yeah, I would agree on that, man. Yeah, Even man. It was definitely heavily based on Sun Wukong's journey to the West, but yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> but that that's too. True. Yeah, it's so many different patches of different have y'all ever watched stories. have you ever watched the that that movie that chinese movie journey to the west i mean i you mean the original shitty version no no, no there's one that. that came out in like uh in the 2000s it was really good no, dude i, I watched it. it and i was like this is one of the best movies i've ever seen no, wow, no i don't dude, think what, I have. really you, i mean i know the story about it, it where he it. like isn't it like Sun Wukong ate like some immortal fruit and no, then he ate well, too kind much of, or and something? Kind of not, dude. It's kind of and kind of not. Also, have you, what's that other one? There's another one. It's like Shaolin something. I don't know. Not Shaolin Shodown, but there's one where he... There's Shaolin Show. That's a cartoon, bro. That is. Uh, but no, there's, there's a couple of really good movies that you're like, holy shit, this was amazing. Did y'all ever watch any of the Ip, Men's? Ip Man? Oh, I watched the I first one. That's it. Yeah, I think I watched the first one too. That's a good one. Supposedly, that's like the dramatization of like the teacher that taught Bruce Lee, isn't it? Like, isn't that who It Man is? That's what I heard. And then that also takes place during World War II, and then like yeah. all what happened with Japan invading some parts of like territories of like of China, and actually showing the the bad parts of what Japan actually did to China. I'm like, damn, dude, like. It's like Japan actually did a good job of hiding their atrocities. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think they did a, a great job of hiding it because it's out there. If you look, I yeah. think they they sure. pivoted yeah, well. Sure. Like, if you look at like like countries that were the bad guys during that time, like Germany, they they've completely done a one eighty and it's a pretty nice place. And uh, Japan, right? They've complete. I mean, they're they're not allowed to have a military, which kind of scary considering you know they have people like China and North Korea threatening them, but. Yeah, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. Yeah, didn't they like shoot a missile at Japan or into Japan's waters earlier from from North Korea? I thought. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Just, just he, it just, just. We just Supreme need leader wants up, a little bro. bit of attention, you we, know. We just need aliens to show up, bro. We just need so the, when, the Watchmen moment to happen. <laughs> when you were talking about these different shows, when me and Josh had our roommate, he was watching like some kind of. I don't know if it was on Netflix. I mean, he has a tendency to watch like weird stuff, but it was like a Bruce Lee series, like dramatization from I think it was a Chinese production, like of like Bruce Lee's story, like from a teenager and stuff. Hmm. Um, it was kind of like a soap opera esque kind of uh, series, but like I mean, I remember watching it here and there. Like I would go sit and watch it. And it seemed kind of interesting, like you know his his upbringing and and stuff but uh sometimes i was like wait is this real like it seemed like it started getting a little like out of hand <laughs> you're like is this show on tv real dude like <laughs> are you okay is, are you able to tell reality from movies bro are we watching too many movies what's going on no i'm just saying like if it's based <laughs> on his true life like some of it started like how like i was like okay i know this is a dramatization of his life story but like when he starts fighting like a local gang like boss or whatever crew like i'm like did he really do this like are we taking like did he fight one person and then it turned into like he took on the whole gang kind of thing, <laughs> yeah you know? he took on the whole like yeah, exactly. it's like the, the story of johnny gang. appleseed some guy 
was planting trees and then it became like he planted every apple tree it's like he Ooh. created the apple i don't know oh, about bro. you <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um there wouldn't be apples without johnny appleseed he's literally he shits apple seeds and there he's, were none he before is that. literally the deity of apples he's he is the, the progenitor of, of fucking apple <laughs> Uh, nice little Lord of the Rings reference there for the Bro, second time. If we time. ever get to that, if we ever get to that in the future, like somehow something gets really bad, the collapse of governments, and there's no recorded history, I'm like, yeah, Johnny Appleseed was the deities of apples. He created over eighty thousand subspecies of apples. Good. You and know, bad. it's interesting. Like, just made up stories completely. <laughs> on that, on that thread about getting to a point where people don't, or we're in a society that doesn't remember what we went through. Um, I saw a post about like the signage that they put out in front of nuclear waste sites where we store nuclear waste and they tried to put it in as plain English so that nobody ever thought that that this was a monument. It it basically said like, this is not a monument. We have no value. There is nothing of value here. Um, What is here is a danger, like and all this stuff. And like, if I read that in 2000 years and I had no understanding of what happened, I'd be like, there's a secret weapon here. We need. Isn't this. that? Are you talking? Are you talking about that one little stone that they found? Or I wouldn't say one little stone. They had several stones in Japan that was similar to that. It was just like, don't build any houses here. I a great, s- a great. It was just very vague, but they're very... the tsunami stones. No. Um, yeah, the tsunami. Yeah. No, not that. So like at actual nuclear waste sites uh, outside of them, they had to put in like as plain English in case like in some future calamity, people then come again and encounter it. They try and express that this isn't some place that we had as a monument or had any value and do not go in there it is not safe uh it's pretty cool i would just draw pictures because hell they might have had a different language or they probably don't even know how to read you no know? exactly exactly language could be completely destroyed at that point i mean they probably are just like lol ppp <laughs> lol good 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 luck <laughs> that's it lol yeah. good luck <laughs> yeah or, but let they'll still be using boomer like a bunch of fucking idiots yeah yeah the boomers <laughs> just gonna be they're like it's like instead of being like oh grandpa it's just gonna be like oh boomer i love you <laughs> <laughs> when we think of like the action series right we're doing action genre what do you think? These are these the, these some of the best action movies. I Enter mean, the Dragon. I would say yes. I I think <laughs> you know. I I don't think uh, probably the French Connection. French Connection kind yeah. of was like just like a it was a cop movie. Probably could have been in like a maybe maybe kind of a noir, but not really. Um, but so then I guess what is an action? What constitutes an action movie? Does it have to have explosions? It doesn't. It doesn't. I don't think so. But it's more. I don't know. I guess that's that's a good question. What would? What do y'all think? I think it's more like, it's it's central theme is like combat of some some type, right? It's not like trying to be investigating something. At its core, it has more combat than these other things that take place. Because right, Bruce Lee was investigating on the island, but he it took a backseat to his martial arts skills and like in terminator it's a it's a sci-fi movie right at its core but beyond that it's like sci-fi with a lot of like you know guns and explosions and things like that i don't know 
Um, look, I, I think I think maybe we should have done a little research on what an action genre movie is. But <laughs> I think I think I think action. But, you know, action when you see it. Yeah, but I mean, I guess when you think of like, it could be. Yeah, it can. I mean, a lot of times we think of explosions and gunfight and war. You know, that's an action movie or whatever. Um, but I think it's also like, you know, the use of force, right? Like that's like or the acting on your power and like you see i think that's what's going on in in the french connection but also there's the whole cat and mouse yeah it was slow it could be deemed slow at the beginning but there was a lot of like counter movements going on as they're following each other on the road and so like i feel like it kind of was active but not as much as you would think like of an action movie now after the sniper showed up kind of got fast paced for a while there right i mean there was a lot of action at that point but so here's what the internet says about the action. I was genre. just about to say the same thing. I have it brought up. So you movies in the action genre are fast paced and include a lot of action, like fight scenes, chase scenes, and slow motion shots. They can feature superheroes, martial arts, or exciting stunts. These high octane films are more about the execution of the plot rather than the plot itself. Okay. Mm, yeah. What did you I have, agree. Josh? What What did yours say? That, you that was exactly what I was going to read. <laughs> that was exactly what I was going to read. So, I mean, I guess in that sense, like, The French Connection is definitely an action movie. I mean, it, it might not have been fast-paced at the beginning, but there's a lot of chase going on. Even at that beginning part of it, it's the chase of, like, trying to figure out who is, who are these people. But then once the car chase starts and the sniper, like, it is just, just you know, it's, and, like, Popeye was literally the antithesis of, of having any actual plot or meaning in what he's doing. He was just, like, literally, I just want to, you know, I have a gut feeling and I'm going to act on this. And that's the only fucking thing that matters. Um, but I mean, yeah, it just doesn't fall in the category of like Enter the Dragon, where it's just completely just foot to face style, right? Like the whole time. <laughs> How about your fist to my nut style? This is so funny. Um, like what other best, like what else, what other action movies do you think would like that you know of that would fall like in could that could compete in the best category? I guess, and I don't even remember what we cut out because I know we. Oof changed the format to the double feature and uh so i don't know what the other movie movie with i think the one i love the one the one was pretty sick yeah dude just the idea of it you know it's just like oh multiverses and there can only be i wouldn't say there could only be one but when another one dies basically they they absorb highlander yeah kind of yeah terminator obviously comes to oh yeah terminator like t2 is the best terminator let's be real it is I think we're doing Lethal Weapon and T two for favorite. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Is it which one's the Lethal Weapon where they get st- where he's like taking a shit and he they have to like disarm the toilet before? Is that two? <laughs> I think it is two. I think it is two. Oh, no, man. no, no, because Chris Rock's in it, isn't he? No, 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 no. That's, I don't think. I don't no, that's the one that. with Jet Li. That's the one when Jet Li shows up in like in the Forefathers. No, anybody. Golly. What was that? What was that? We I remember we watched. <laughs> I remember we watched. Uh, it was related to. It was what was that movie? It was Loaded Weapon, where it was like a parody. It was National yeah. Lampoon's version parody of like Lethal Weapon, and it had what did it have? Who was that guy? Uh, Samuel Jackson was in that movie. Fucking hilarious movie, dude. <laughs> Golly, y'all have y'all seen that? Movie? I, I don't think exactly I've seen. seen it. I don't remember. Really? It. I don't remember it. Bro, we watched that with Adrian. I remember watched it so many times because it cracked me up. Maybe, uh, no, I don't, I don't recall. 
Bro, how have you not seen? Bro, you have seen. I swear we watched it together. I was probably just thinking of ways to turn off the PlayStation while you were playing it. Oh my god, dude. Why would you do that? <laughs> I would say maybe like Gladiator would be like a one of the best like action that's a good movies. Oh, that's I wouldn't be one good. of the best. But it's a good there. one. Yeah. You don't think it's as you don't think it's better than French Connection? Well, dude, it's but but you're setting the bar pretty low right there. <laughs> um I guess anything like Stallone, like First Blood or or Rambo Two, yeah, Rockies or not Rocky Rambo, um, maybe some Die Chuck Hard Norris movies. Die Hard's a a great one. Oh, Chuck Norris movies, yeah. Um, I like The Fifth the, Element as an action movie. That's a good one, but it's also a great sci-fi movie. Yeah, The Matrix would be kind of the same thing, right? Great action movie, but also sci-fi. Um, no, yeah, I mean, I guess you know, with action, you know, a lot of things probably cross over into other things but like just pure action movies i mean i, I don't know They're, those are kind of hard to like really I, I think a lot of them would be like martial art or kung fu movies or karate movies um or war movies ready uh, player one what action film uh, what sci-fi slash action I yeah guess. i could see that yeah i mean there's a yeah there's a lot of stuff so going. many action like at least towards the end there was just like whenever they were going for the citadel or whatever and they had literally every, yeah. if you know, if you were in oh, yeah, that, dude. uh, yeah, dude, where they had like Overwatch, they had, they had like Iron Giant, they had more, they had Gundam. literally almost everything that you can think of a video game wise in that movie. And it was just like, oh, I like that movie. No, I, I really do enjoy that movie more and more every time I watch it. So, um, I didn't like the movie too much. What? I like the what? book. I like the book more. I'm one of, of those course, assholes. Of course you would. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Let's just, we'll have to just add it to the list for like Easter or something since it deals with Easter eggs and we could do like a, yeah, throw some Passion of the Christ with it, do a double feature. <laughs> oh, God. Why would I want to sit through two hours of a man getting whipped to death, dude? I don't know. Maybe you're a sadist or something, dude. Maybe it's like, what if, what if somebody was able to tie in Hellraiser to the Passion of the Christ? Oh, God. I wonder if there, I'm pretty sure there is someone. No, I watched the new like, Hellraiser recently, actually. How was it? Uh, it was okay. It reminded me... Uh, okay. Have y'all ever seen the movie 13 Ghosts? Yes. It, no. it was like Hellraiser meets 13 Ghosts, in my opinion. I like 13 Ghosts. It was oh, really I, I like 13 Ghosts a lot, yeah. That was the one where they had like the glass panels and they they wrote like runes or like some sort of like enchantment on the glass or some shit, right? Exactly. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I like that. You know what one... Uh, you know, I know we're just kind of on a tangent here but we're talking about horror movies but uh the director of under the silver like i think he has one that's kind of like a psychological horror of the following or it's following or something like that that i was saw i, I was looking at the trailer the other day i was like oh i need to check that out um hmm. just because there i've seen a, there was another psychological hmm. horror that i actually like what was it a uh, fucking uh, uh, oculus it was i think it was an uh, netflix original where it was like the main villain is a mirror, but this mirror is literally able to induce psychosis and alter people's like reality. But this mirror cannot be destroyed. Bro, it's a bro that reminds movie. me of the supernatural episode where the ghost was haunting through a mirror. You remember that? And the the Winchesters had to break the mirrors. What is what is fucking remember. Cinderella? Cinderella? Or not? What is that? No, Snow, Snow White. White. I'm sorry, Snow White. <laughs> Oh man, I, and actually now I'm thinking about it as we're kind of running through like horror movies and whatever. Like, I mean, I guess 
at the end of the day, like horror movies are action movies, right? Yeah, like, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to of shit extent. going on. Fucking people are getting hacked up. And Final Destination, killed. I would say, is kind of an action movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I guess action movie is probably like the least like dominant genre just because like anything could technically be an action movie. Right. It, it kind of bleeds into everything. <laughs> yeah. Because you said like one of the description that there's a chase, like that's literally a horror movie or at least like a slasher film. They're getting chased the whole fucking time. I would say 99% of Tom Cruise movies are action right, movies. Right. Are action movies, Mission Impossibles. So, so um, I'm going to go back to the subject of, because you said Final Destination. Have y'all seen Final Destination 2? Yeah, yeah, I think I did, but I don't remember. It's been so. Did y'all watch it on DVD? Because that version, the, the I remember watching that version of that movie, and it literally was an interactive version for the DVD. Where it was like you can alter the outcomes of every death character, and it would change the ending of that movie. And it was only specific to the DVD, that's which is quite interesting. What is that, Bandersnatch, Yeah, exactly. Bro? And they don't do that Yeah, anymore. I was about to say, that's Bandersnatch, basically. Yeah, exactly. Bandersnatch. It was exactly like that. Same idea. Just changing the outcomes. You, It was like, oh, you, the, the, the time before they die originally, if you watched the movie originally, it's like, oh, I want to do the opposite of what the person normally does in the movie and change the outcome, which is kind of similar, but, you know, it gets, and then it changes to the end, but it's like, I think that would be in- movies like that. I think that would be an interesting episode to do if we did that. Like, watch, grab the DVD and watch all the different scenes. You see, you, you don't get that with, you know, streaming platforms as much. Like, they, they experimented with, you know, Bandersnatch. But, like, one thing you missed out on DVDs is, like, the interactivity of what they put into the actual medium. You know, sometimes they were, as Junior likes to bring up quite often in his attempt to push an Easter episode. Easter eggs. <laughs> hey, man, fuck you. How about that? There's an Easter egg for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think kicking off with, you know, getting back into our genre system, action, like, I think it's a good move because, you know, we've, we ended with romance, right? And we got to detour through the holidays and watch a lot of different things. So, um, you know, I think that's one thing I'm looking forward to um, this year and New Year's resolution is for us to wrap the genre series. <laughs> So um, we can kind of branch out into other other mediums and other things, and just I go mean, on a wild ride sometimes. With the genres come come the middle of the year, right? Yeah, no, yeah, I think uh, yeah, that's about where we're at on pace for. So I know we uh, are going to squeeze in a Valentine's episode, and um, you know maybe something for the Oscars when those roll around. But uh, yeah, no, I mean we're pretty much should be done by middle of the year with genres, and then we'll. We don't know where this show is going to take us. We'll just um, let the road dictate yeah, our destination. We'll yeah. Or, or a random man on top of a hill pointing me in the direction I need to go. I don't um, know what that means. It's is that a reference uh, or something? Yeah, it was, I was going to segue really quick. But uh, but yeah, thanks for calling. <laughs> what does it mean though? <laughs> Tell me already. I need to know. So we were in Seattle. I was in the Navy, and uh, that's where the grave of Bruce Lee is. And we just had a taxi driver take us to the cemetery. We had no clue where the grave was. The cemetery, the, the taxi driver was like, "Yeah, it's somewhere." Like he tried to give us directions, and we're like, "All right." So we're just walking through the cemetery. We're like, "Dude, where?" Just a sad. There's like a group of like five of us, maybe six, and all of a sudden we see this guy standing on top of the hill, and he's pointing in a direction. We're like, "What?" And we looked that direction, and then we looked back, and the guy's gone, dude. And I was like, where did he go? Like, we walked on top of the hill. We couldn't find him. And then where, where he was standing, we could turn to the left. We turned to the left, and I was like, 
oh shit, he's pointing to Bruce Lee's grave. I was like, I guess he must be the groundskeeper, but it was spooky the way he disappeared. So yeah, we went and saw Bruce Lee and Brandon Lee's grave, and I was like, oh man, this was bro. What for you me, don't realize was, is that it's kind of a mecca you for died me. Died then. Oh, I know, right? You're I'm still you're, in that is, cemetery. This is sleepless in you're sleepless in <laughs> Seattle right now, bro. <laughs> Oh, dude! Seriously, bro, that's that would be crazy. That's crazy. I'm literally just in the cemetery with next to Bruce Lee right now in a dream state, um, living my life 25 years in, in the future. <laughs> bro, how would you even like that? Just the logistics of that—that that you are able to retain all uh, memory and knowledge up to this point currently, and then go back to you snapping back to reality and be like, what do I do with all this? I have all this knowledge that may or may not actually truly exist in the future, but I have it, you know, like, and that fuck with you. Like, yeah, I mean, I would just test what I know until I can prove that a hundred percent. It's true. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Put yeah. all your stock, put all your money into like Apple stock or some shit. Or like Google, <laughs> Facebook. Like, yeah, it's a great way to make yeah. money, dude. Yeah. I, I would be Gary V right now, bro. I'd be bigger than Gary V. You would you would make sure you crush <laughs> Gary V under your fucking foot. You're like no, bro. I would I would Gary get him. Who? I would find him too early, and I would make him bigger. No, I would just would be find like him and make him make you bigger, dude. Excuse he's me. He's like, aren't you big <laughs> big enough? And he's like, maybe when I maybe when I'm in your mouth. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know, New Year, same old Zach had to had to go. Gotta get get a little dirty. Old 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 Zach Nasty's back. Mm, I'm a hand Zach man, Nasty's dude. back. <laughs> you know what? I think. It, I mean, if I was hand, I would cut off my hand too. Got to have discipline. I'd be jerking off too much, dude. I need to <laughs> yeah, get away you, from you, the. That's probably what happened to Han. He was like the Shaolin. We're like, dude, you just you jerk it too much, bro. We're gonna take your your hand. <laughs> and and that's when he became a corrupt, you know, Shaolin graduate i guess it was all his pent-up nut dude he just (laughs) he he channeled it into crime oh see the decisions we make they have they they also like yeah and i like how they ended that movie too it was like it literally like the movie ended where his original weird little bear claw and then the the credits started rolling i was like i kind of like this ending (laughs) well and, and and right before that right like you see bruce lee walk out he looks at john saxon they do like a little I had little thumbs or whatever. And then like, they see the British government, you know, Hilo's coming in and Bruce Lee just gives us look like, Oh, now you're showing up. Like there's nothing fucking left to do. Kicked everyone's ass, man. Yeah. And then it's just close up on the fucking claw. And that's it at the end. Um, yeah, no, it was a great movie, man. I loved going back down that memory lane. It brought up a lot of just Saturdays watching martial art movies, a lot of Bruce Lee movies. Um, my life, I thought, you know, I, in my head, my dream was to be a Kung Fu master, but, you know, things got in the way, like sports. And uh, you could have been the drunken master, bro. Dude, what, if you, were, what if you were training for those last eight hours you wasted on baseball, but you're, through your whole life? Like, you're just, you can watch it, but you're like doing your martial arts training the whole time. Oh, dude. Yeah, man. Maybe, you know, maybe I would have been, you know, an action movie hero. Um, you know, the, You'd be his, a, a second Steven Seagal, man. Like, uh, yeah, I'd be, <laughs> dude, I'd be, I'd I'd be the Hispanic Bruce Lee, bro. <laughs> Doesn't he can't walk? Wasn't that you were saying, Josh, that he can't walk now or something? Who? Steven Seagal. 
Oh, I don't know if he can't. I don't know if I said that. He way, just but chooses I, not to. <laughs> no, I, I know that as of recent, like his most recent movies that he makes, most of his action based whatever he does is usually him in a chair because his uh, fat ass can't keep up and he gets winded so quickly. So basically, so he does his little stunts in a chair. <laughs> so basically, he's gone Brando. He went Brando, basically. Brando, what do Marlon, you mean? Marlon Brando. Brando. In The Godfather, that was kind of the same thing. He was just... I've never seen The Godfather, dude. Neither oh, have I. that's right. Jesus. So basically, Steven Seagal <laughs> went Orson Welles. Except like... Ah, champagne. Pour You know it would be a fun movie to make? Like, get exactly. somebody that's like... Take Junior and make him the martial arts master in the movie. And like the main star of it. And nobody ever expect. He's like... When he was younger, he was like a Bruce Lee character. And you do like flashback scenes of like this really like tight, super thin guy who's just like amazing. <laughs> and it's like he, someone in his family gets murdered and he has to like dust off his like his his skills and he goes and hunts down all the information and kills people to like avenge. Is it John Wick. Basically, but it's like with a guy who's like three hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah. And the whole time, he, whole time he's doing stuff, he's like, "Oh, my back." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my back. And he and he's always stopping somewhere to eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in between, he's like, "Hold on, let's get some donuts." Oh, dude, Kalachis. I think I see, yeah, I, I see. I see a Jersey Mike's. Let's pull over. I need a carbo load for this next fight. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. It's like, yeah, give me a Philly cheesesteak. Uh, yeah. Toasted both buns, sides. Yeah, Can I get thanks. that to go? I got to ass kicking and to deliver. Make that coke an extra large, and we're good. Oh yeah, can can I get that to go? I have a delivery. Oh, do you work for DoorDash? No. <laughs> it shows I, it shows you like at the beginning, you're opening like sugar packets into your coke. You're like, it's just not sweet enough. And then at the end, you like finally change and you go full circle, and it's like you're still drinking regular coke, but you're putting Splenda in them. <laughs> I swear there is a manga like this. I remember I thought I told you about it, Zach, or I told someone about it, where it's like this guy that he was like this entirely like agent that I don't know specifically because I haven't read I only read the premise, but like he eventually became like a family man, became very large, has a family, and then just like something happens and then he has to it just like John Wick, he has to go and save his family or save whatever it is, but it kind of reminds me of that manga, which I've been really wanting to read because it cracks me up. <laughs> Just now, like, funny, I, yeah. I think we mentioned John Wick. I mean, th- those are some great action movies right there. Oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I can't wait for the fourth one to come out. Like, I'm ready. I haven't to even see seen. It. I've only seen the first one. That's it. Same. Dude, the first one I remember watching. Like one morning, I just woke up at like fucking two in the morning. I couldn't go to sleep. Like I, I tried at two forty-five. I just turned the TV on, and I had you know it flipped it up through the cable channels, and it was like, oh, John Wick's about to come on. I've been hearing this is a good movie, and bro, as soon as the movie was done, it was like you know close to like I don't know like five o'clock ish, and I was like, I'm going to the gym, bro. This thing got me so fucked up. Like, it's like homie was breaking <laughs> necks on counters, dude. Like yeah. whenever they it like infiltrated his house, and then he was just like killing everybody, breaking arms, breaking necks, and just like Jesus Christ, man. That was literally plus the way he's holding his gun is like. And the way he's like, oh yeah, Josh, talk away. about breaking necks, dude. You you didn't even mention the ones, dude. Josh was like, you got to rewind that, bro. That kick was oh, just so brutal. Yeah, there was yeah, like before the podcast, I was watching it. Like I was literally like, where, where, like wherever he was fighting Han for the final time, and like 
he like gives that fucking kick to the dummy and and, and like we we had to rewind it because like he fucking knocked the shit out of that guy dude like <laughs> like this I guy get... should be dead what about no, yeah. all the the just the the slaps for the hits that they kept using. I, I was cracking up at the beginning. I was like, it's the same slap for every hit. It's the best, dude. Like, the guy, he sent Han to the Shadow Realm with that kick, dude. Like, seriously. Yeah, dude. I was like, dude, I hope that was a dummy because if it wasn't, Jesus Christ, he that guy died. That stuff yeah, died. Dude. No, no. He hit him so hard that Bruce Lee had brain swelling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Damn, my god, dude. R.I.P. Bruce. R. I. Yeah, P. rest in peace, man. Rip in peace, as, as some folks say. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love that. Oh, oh, man. Good times. Well, I think uh, we might be winding down on the uh, first episode of the Yippie Kaye Manfucker action series. What's next week's episodes? What are the next weeks? Yeah, I was going to ask. Oh, so the yes. longly the, the the long anticipated Samurai Sam- Cop. Yes. Um we're we're going to be watching worst action films so Samurai Cop and I believe it's Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh yeah, that movie fucking sucks. <laughs> oh, is that the, that's not the newest one. That's the older one or what That's is that the one? second old one. So there's yeah, the first I, old one that was like, okay. And then the second old one that's kind of like, what the fuck did I just watch? I don't think I've seen that one. I it reminds me of Hellraiser two when I think about it now. Like, oh wait, is that the one where they had like CGI? Like they went into their weird like dragon forms and they only fought for like not even thirty seconds and they I don't transformed. I don't know, but it, it's weird. Like they go to the other world. I think that was yeah, that I remember that one. Yeah, that was a crappy movie. So um, it's going to be fun to watch, and I guess you know. See where the road takes us, because we know it's been a while since we did a worst uh, episode. That's true. It's been a while. It's we never know where we're gonna go with it. Um, but I have been waiting to watch Samurai Cop ever since the yes. trailer, especially with all the innuendos that was in the trailer that I watched. That, oh that yeah, ready. I'm ready to do this. It might be one of the greatest moments on Manfall podcast history. Till next time. Bye. See ya.